Hello and welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here and we're so glad that you're here. We use our mojo to really become greater leaders. Now, let's get started by listening to something good. The feedback we've been getting on Mojo University is absolutely amazing. People are loving the fact that they can learn how to lead others and that there's actually a course that they can take that uh, it allows them to learn, but they do it on their own time. Uh, I want to highly encourage you, if you're listening to this show and you're needing to improve your leadership skills, go to mojouniversity.com and try us out for a month. I promise you it'll be the best thing you've ever done for your career. Take care and thank you very much. Hello and welcome everyone to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here, and I'm thrilled to introduce my special guest today. My special guest is May McCarthy. Now, May is the author of the best-selling, and I'll also say highly rated, The Path to Wealth, Seven Spiritual Steps for Financial Abundance. Now, May has co-founded and helped grow seven successful companies, She's an author, speaker, university lecturer, lecturer, and also an angel investor in addition to being an author. Uh, she serves on numerous uh, business, philanthropic, arts, and university boards. Uh, she serves graduate students through the Innovation and Entrepreneur Center and the Albers MBA program at Seattle University, uh, as well as entrepreneurs through the WIN, Washington Innovation Network, uh, Entrepreneurial entrepreneur mentoring program. Sorry about that. It's hard for me to say that sometimes. Now, uh, May is a, a obviously a very accomplished uh, business leader, and May, welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. Oh, Steve, thanks for having me on. Well, it's my pleasure, and I'm looking forward to this because we're going to have a good time. We're going to talk about a really key business topic here in just a moment. But before we jump off into that, why don't you share with our listeners what fun thing that you've been up to lately outside of work? Oh, well, I have to tell you that uh, since I traveled home and worked all weekend, I traveled home late last night from California, so... I promised my husband that early this morning I would go golfing with him. And I shot the best round that I had ever had. So that was really fun today. And oh, I'm in a very good mood. <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, as a fellow golfer, congratulations. It's always good when you shoot your best round. And uh, I absolutely love it. Uh, and I, I, I love the game myself. Even had a birdie, which always makes me happy. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, isn't it fun that you can talk about having birdies, shooting birdies, and it doesn't mean you hurt anything at all? 
it's one of the things I love about golf is that I, I can shoot birdies and nobody cares because no little creatures of God were hurt in the making of that birdie. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. Well, May, uh, that's awesome. Congratulations. I hope you have many more in the future. And let's help, let's help uh, our listeners uh, create a few birdies of their own in their businesses. And one of the things that, that I want to start with is that uh, we, we're going to talk about purpose uh, in business. And, you know, really, what, what is the business case for purpose? We're going to talk about that uh, today, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts about it. But one of the things uh, that I think people are really in, in business, they get very confused when they start talking about the purpose for their business. And I, I, would, I would tell you this confusion happens all the time, and I think that I have uh, fallen prey to it a number of times myself. And it goes something like this. People will ask you, well, like they'll ask me, for example, I say, Steve, what do you do? And they really want to know about my company and what I'm, what I'm doing. But invariably, I find myself slipping into the habit of telling them the things I do, what I do, instead of the reason why I do it. And so I wanna, want you to kind of give us a different way, if you will. What does it mean to actually say we have a purpose for our business? Well, purpose is the why that your company exists, not what you do but why you do it. And if you and all of your employees are very, very clear on why your company exists to do what it does, then it, they tend to be more engaged and more motivated. And consequently, when we have more engaged and motivated employees, customers, suppliers and vendors, all the stakeholders that are related to our business, we tend to be more profitable. And, in fact, I'm, I'm not the only one that's proved that with seven different companies. But Ernst & Young actually sponsored a study that was published in the Harvard Business Review in 2015. They, they said the title, the report title, was The Business Case for Purpose. And what they found um, in that study, uh, after interviewing 450-plus CEOs, is that the companies that had a clearly defined purpose, a why that they do what they do, were more profitable than the ones that didn't. Go figure, huh? Yeah. Uh, so like I mean, in my last two companies, we had uh, what we did was we created software and teamed it up with giant pieces of equipment to interface with hospital pharmacy systems to automate their pharmacy distribution process. That's what we did. But why did we exist? To save lives. Hmm. That was it. That was the whole purpose that we existed was to help save lives. And yet, I think that we, uh, we, we clearly get off track. We, we knew when we started our business why we were starting it. But uh, what seems to be the disconnect? Why are we constantly struggling with our own why about our business? Well, I think, I think that a lot of people, when they think about growing a business, the reason they're doing it is maybe for financial gain. Uh, it may be to solve a problem. 
um, hopefully it is, <laughs> and they've got a great value proposition, uh, either, you know, solve a problem or create a convenience. But to really get um, motivated to put in, you know better than anybody, when you're starting up a business, I mean, you live, sleep, and eat it. You're, you're at it 24 hours a day. You're, you're putting in 20 days, you're 20 hour days. You're, you're um, doing multiple tasks that are required when you're doing a startup. And, and why you're doing it, if it has a greater meaning than just increasing financial gain, then um, you tend to be more motivated and energized to stay in it for the long haul. I don't think and you when, can do it without that, do you? I, I really don't. And I think that if you get a clear understanding of your personal purpose, and I'm talking about if you're an entrepreneur, if you're starting your business, you as the head of the company get to set the tone and the value system for your business. And so if you can create a business that has a purpose that's very similar or at least in alignment with your personal purpose, then you'll find that you'll have even greater success. I mean, look at some of the greatest um, successes out there. Bill Gates, okay, he and Steve and Jeff Bezos are fluctuate back and forth between the richest man in the world, right? And and he, at the age of thirteen, was writing software code and breaking into the computer lab and getting, you know, threatened with expulsion from school, and mm-hmm. and uh, he loved it. And later, as he started aging, he started saying, everybody should have access to computers. I think everybody should have one in their home. And, that, and then it progressed even further. Everyone should have one on them at all times. I mean, that was his purpose, to be able to, to make the PC a window to everything in the world, and that everyone should be able to have access to that. And Oprah Winfrey, I mean, at six years old, I mean, clearly she's one of the most influential people ever. <laughs> and she has, she said that at six years old, she used to play school behind her grandmother's house on the dirt road. And uh, she loved to teach, loved to teach. And as a result, her empire, uh, she got an opportunity to teach through her media empire and through her publications and through the work that she's doing all through her career and had a huge amount of success. And, you know, Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, his purpose was to connect people. Mm-hmm. That's what he wanted to do, wanted to connect people. Isn't it interesting at how our purpose gives us uh, the, the energy that we need in order to really excel? Right, and if we have a clearly defined purpose and really let our employees and our vendors and our customers and, and if we have uh, outside investors uh, or, or uh, shareholders to really get them motivated through our purpose, the why that we exist, if they can get behind it, they'll put in the time and creativity to live up to that purpose. I mean, one of the purpose statements that I absolutely love, absolutely love, is from Kellogg's, right? What does Kellogg's do? They manufacture food products, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They manufacture and distribute food products. But their purpose is nourishing families so they can flourish and thrive. Isn't that a great purpose? Wouldn't Wouldn't, if you were an employee for Kellogg's and you knew that everything that you did worked toward 
the goal of nourishing families so they could flourish and thrive, wouldn't that motivate you? Wouldn't that make you feel good? Absolutely. I, I think it, uh, it, it's necessary in order for us uh, to excel. And uh, when we don't understand this, I, I think that we're diminishing ourselves and we're diminishing uh, those that work with us. Uh, and, and it's just very difficult. I, I know uh, people, I'll even use this show as an example. Uh, May, uh, you know, we've been doing uh, this show now for four years. It's totally free, available on iTunes, uh, Google Play, and everywhere. Well, why do we do it? Why did I do it? I'll tell you point blank. The purpose, the why, was that I got tired of watching managers fail because they did not have the access to key learning components to be successful. So it gives us the energy to continue to bring great guests like yourself into the show. That's the why we do it. If it weren't for that, I mean, we don't charge sponsors uh, for ads. We don't do that here. And uh, so in, in our case, it was that why. And I think we have to have it, but I think people, they struggle. I know not all of us can understand what our why is, and we struggle for creating this purpose. So why don't you kind of give our listeners an idea, if they're leading a company right now, how do they go about creating a purpose or a why for their company? What are some things that they can do? Well, the first thing I love to do with people is to ask them to check in with all of their stakeholders and ask them that question. Like, if they have employees, ask their employees, why do you think we exist? That's a great question. Yeah. Why do you think we exist? And then think about, for as a personal purpose, for, you know, as the CEO, you would start to think about, you know, what is it? that we're doing that customers love. I mean, what's beyond just having a fair exchange of value? You know, we provide something, they pay us money. Mm-hmm. What are, you know, what is it that they're excited about that they're receiving? And ask a few of your champion stakeholders. Ask a few of your champion customers. Ask a few of your suppliers or strategic partners. And, and see what they say. And then write down your own your own answer to that. You know, start playing with the idea that there is a why that you exist, and it's not just to make a profit. Profits will come if you're doing your job well mm-hmm. with excellence and you're motivated for something bigger than just a paycheck. The other thing I, I tell people to do is to spend a little time discovering their own personal purpose, too, especially if they're a CEO. And the way that you can do that is in three steps. The first step is to ask yourself the question, what did I used to do when I was a little kid where I lost <laughs> hours and hours and hours playing and having fun? What did I used to do? And I have this friend of mine His name is Steve, and he said that he used to love, 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 love to take apart all the small appliances and telephones in his house and then put them back together. He he was just, he loved 
figuring out how things worked. And every time somebody would come to the house, a vendor, a plumber, a, a painter or something, he would just drill them with questions and shadow them and try and figure out what in the world they were doing. And when he got a bike and he could ride down to the little fix-it shop in town, he'd go and pepper them with questions and get manuals and read them. I mean, he just, he just thought that was so fascinating. And consequently... Um, that was his answer to that question, what he loved to do and could lose hours and hours doing. What I loved to do was put on plays. <laughs> my girl, my friends in my neighborhood and I used to write all these silly stories and, and use our carports, because I was raised in Hawaii, so we didn't really have a real garage. And we'd use our carport and hang sheets and have a little stage and and make sure that all the parents came and paid a quarter to see our production and i love to tell stories and consequently you know sales and and writing uh became what i do so figure out what it was that you that's the first step the second step is describe a few things that other people told you were good at doing you know list a few things that other people told you were good at doing like for Steve, for example, he was always told that he was really analytical and he could come in after he got more and more um, skilled at understanding how things work. He ended up really helping a lot of people solve some problems mm-hmm. very quickly because he, he, had, he had been practicing. And people told him he was really good at that. He was good at looking at something technical and figuring out how to make it a simple solution to a problem. And then the final third step is for the person to list a few things, a few skills that they think they're really good at doing. So what you did as a kid, what other people told you were good at doing, and what you think you're really good at doing. And then when you put those phrases and words together, you're going to start to see some overlap. And what Steve determined was that he really loved to use his hands and his brain to make other people's lives easier. Consequently, he went and started a plumbing business in New Mexico and has, you know, 30 employees. Fantastic. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. That's a, that's a, what a great process to go through. And I think it will help all of us. Uh, Mm -hmm. Now, I'm, I'm thinking uh, 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 that most of us are, are learning as we go through here. And our brains, you know, when we get prompted like this, we start thinking, hmm, I don't know. What did I do, used to do? And all of those things yeah. that, that come into our mind. Uh, and I know people are going to want to know much more about your great work. So why don't you uh, take a moment and share how people can connect with you and learn more about what you do, May? Oh, sure. I'm happy to. Well, as I told you, I used to run companies as large as, actually, large as $120 million in annual revenues, lots of software and technology and equipment and things. And my purpose really was to work towards the success of others and be successful in return. That was my personal purpose. And my purpose now is to elevate prosperity and freedom for all, which is very similar <laughs> mm-hmm. in terms of helping others and being helped. And I do that through writing, through consulting, through I'm a professional speaker, and so I get hired to speak all over the world. And uh, people can find out a little bit about that work at maymccarthy.com. 
that's MayMcCarthy.com, and that'll take them to one of my business websites where my authoring and my speaking uh, takes place. Awesome. And uh, May, thanks for sharing that. And for those of you that happen to be exercising right now, we'll make sure to include a link to May's uh, website to make it easy for you. Uh, so continue to work out, continue to listen. Now, uh, May, I, I mean, one of the things that, that uh, I always encourage our listeners to do and, and all of my clients as well, I think it's fine to understand how we go about creating our purpose. And, and, but we're business leaders. It comes down to actions. What are you going to do? And what would you say uh, are some ways that we can actually, once we do our purpose, we get our company's purpose, what, can, what are some of the things that we can do to start taking action? Well, the first thing that you want to do is if you have created a great product or service and you have a very, very good value proposition to help people solve a problem or create a convenience, Sorry, my cat is just walking in here, meowing. <laughs> That's all right. You can probably cat. hear him. I'm no, so sorry. I, I don't hear him too much. I think we're okay, and uh, okay. we have we sorry we have a that. cat too, and uh, it's happened to me before. So don't worry about it. Uh, okay, sorry your, about that. Your cat has a purpose. It says interrupt you so you can feed it. I get it. <laughs> Perfectly okay. Uh, okay. So, all right. So we're talking about action. Take, take some action, right? So. Letting your employees know about your purpose and measuring some results against it. Mm. Um, I think there was a there was a wonderful story that I read in I believe it was Fast Company or Entrepreneur Magazine, and it was the CEO of Witch Witch, which is a you know sandwich shop, um, you know many 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 all over the country, and the CEO really wanted to meet his one of his idols, which was the CEO of the Container Store. And he stood in line, and then he finally handed out his card to the CEO. And this man read his name, and, and then on the back there was a tagline that said, uh, you know, some people are uh, do well in their businesses and others take action of some sort, you know, and, and we want to do both. And it was a tagline, all right? And I can't remember the exact tagline, but uh, if you look it up, you'll you'll find it. And he... The CEO of Container Store asked the CEO of Witch Witch, well, what are you doing? And he realized that it was just a tagline and he wasn't doing anything. So what he started to do was inform his employees that they were going to have an organized mission, a why that they were in business. And part of that demonstration of exercising that why was to give away free sandwiches. So they just within this last year, gave away their one millionth free sandwich that was consistent with why they existed, which was to provide, you know, nourishment to all or something like that. And uh, that, I don't know if you've ever met anybody that works in a sandwich shop, but it's a very mundane job. You know, they're always thinking about the next job that they can get hired for. Mm -hmm. And... This gave their employees much, much greater motivation to stay and remain involved because of that feel-good 
of demonstrating, taking action in accordance with the why that they existed, which was, you know, to feed people. I love it. I love it. And yeah. I, I, I think, you know, giving these examples is very helpful because it helps us understand that if we really can't express our why, how can anybody else understand it? And yeah. uh, I, I know that it's, uh, it's difficult. I, I, I think that we make more out of it than we have to. Uh, but the, the real problem is that we get hung up so much in business every day on, uh, you know, what's on our task list? Uh, what do we have to do? We forget real quickly why we even existed in the first place because we got all these problems to solve. And it, it, it takes real focus in order to keep it at the forefront of what you do each and every day, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. And it's, and it's a good reminder to when you're having your management meetings or when you're having employee get-togethers on a monthly, quarterly, or however often you do that, is to bring up the topic of purpose. You know, are we living our purpose? As I said in, in my last two companies, our purpose with equipment and software was to help save lives. Love it. That's what we did. I you love know, people it. People would say, what do, you, what do you do? We save lives. What, well, how do you do that? Well. Then you can explain your, what you do, right? Yeah. Makes mm-hmm. it easy. How do you do that? And, and everyone, everyone that we would meet, no matter what, what kind of a person we'd meet, whether it was a potential customer, a potential vendor, or even a competitor. When they'd hear, we save lives. Mm. It, it just felt good to say that. Uh, Every it, one of our employees and even our customers loved that that's what we did. Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you, I know I have, uh, you've definitely prompted me uh, to think today, and I'll bet you've prompted every listener as well. Uh, may I, I just want to ask, is there maybe one or two action items that you think people ought to take immediately right after they've listened to us talk today? What would those one or two things be? Well, I think the very first thing they should do is use those three steps to identify their own personal purpose. What did you do when you were a kid that you lost time and you loved and had so much fun? What have other people told you you're good at? And finally, what do you think you're good at? And then see where the overlap is. And if you understand your own personal purpose, then you can start to think, how am I expressing my personal purpose in my business? And then go one step further and, and discover the, per, the purpose for your business. Fantastic. What a great place to, to, for us to start. And we're going to stop right there today, May. Uh, it's been awesome to, uh, to talk with you today. Uh, my guest has been May McCarthy. She's the author of the best-selling and highly rated The Path to Wealth, Seven Spiritual Steps for Financial Abundance. Uh, I hope you've learned from uh, May as uh, I know you have, and I know I certainly have. May uh, continued uh, success in every endeavor you take. And uh, let, let's hope you got a lot more birdies in your future and uh, to more great <laughs> rounds on the golf course, okay? Oh, thank you so much, and you as well. Thank you. Glad to have you with us today. Thanks.